When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey all, welcome back to the Real Life Pharmacology Podcast. I apologize if my voice is a little quirky today as I've had a little bit of a, of a head cold, but I'm going to battle through and hopefully it isn't uh, too bothersome for you today. Uh, this episode, I am going to cover atomoxetine, which the brand name for that medication is Stratera. Now, this medication, its primary use uh, in clinical practice, the only use I've ever seen it used for uh, is ADHD. Uh, mechanistically, how this drug works is it inhibits the reuptake of norepinephrine. Now, essentially what this does is increases norepinephrine's effects in the synapse. So you can, if you remember what norepinephrine does, you can potentially hypothesize some of the potential adverse effects that might occur on, on account of that. And I'll discuss that a little bit further uh, as we, we go along here. A uh, couple things that I really wanted to, to point out with regards to use of atomoxetine. It's oral uh, administration, obviously. Uh, there is a boxed warning on this medication for suicidal ideation. Okay, And that's in, in pediatrics, adolescent patients. So that's an important thing to remember if you've got a patient with a significant uh, psych history and, and issues relating to that, uh, that may definitely be a, a concern that at a minimum we would uh, more monitor, more closely monitor for. Uh, one advantage of atomoxetine over traditional stimulants for ADHD like methylphenidate and amphetamine salts, uh, atomoxetine is not a controlled substance. So for you know parents who are you know, looking for something that's that's not addictive or, you know, risk of diversion, looking to avoid that. Um, atomoxetine uh, might be a little bit more useful in that type of situation there. Okay, let's get into adverse effects. So when I think about that norepinephrine increasing type effects, naturally what comes to mind is an elevation in blood pressure and possibly pulse. So those are things that can happen. Uh, I will say, you know, this is, again, dose-dependent a little bit, um, but atomoxetine probably is less likely uh, to really give that big jump in blood pressure compared to traditional stimulants. Um, but again, that's a, a little bit dose-dependent as far as uh, what we're using for a specific patient there. So with that risk of increased blood pressure, increased pulse, um, if we've got a patient that, for whatever reason, has a very significant cardiovascular history, which doesn't happen terribly often in, you know, kids, um, but if we do have that, uh, that's a, a potential patient where we're going to probably uh, try to avoid this medication in general. Uh, other adverse effects that you may see with atomoxetine, uh, dry mouth is one I've, I've heard patients complain about a little bit. Uh, stomach upset. Uh, if you think about the stimulants in, in general um, and that increase in norepinephrine effect, uh, appetite, 
um, weight loss, poor appetite, weight loss, those are potential um, issues with atomoxetine. Again, probably a little less likely to encounter that um, compared to traditional stimulants, but again, we, we've got to look at the dose that, that we're taking there too. Uh, other things you, you may see, possibly some insomnia, um, erectile dysfunction as patients get older. Certainly that, that may be a problem or a concern um, that may be reported with the, the use of atomoxetine. Now let's talk uh, kinetics a little bit. And probably the most important pharmacokinetic parameter that, that I think about in relation to other medications is metabolism. So atomoxetine is broken down probably primarily by CYP2D6. Okay, So any alteration in that enzyme's activity whether it's genetic or whether it's through a drug interaction, can significantly uh, raise or lower concentrations. So a CYP2D6 inhibitor, or if you've got a poor metabolizer at CYP2D6, those are situations where atomoxetine concentrations could go up pretty significantly. And then obviously we'd look out for some of those adverse effects. The blood, you know, blood pressure elevation, GI upset, poor appetite, increase in pulse, uh, insomnia, things of, of that nature. So uh, definitely remember that uh, when it comes to the, the metabolism and any possible medications a patient may be on that can impact CYP2D6. Okay, let's take a quick break from our sponsor and we will follow up with drug interactions. If you're in the market for pharmacist board certification study material, we've got geriatrics, pharmacotherapy, ambulatory care, MTM exam, as well as NAPLEX material for students. Uh, definitely go check out those resources at meded101.com store. I'm also going to talk about drug interactions as we finish up atomoxetine here. And I'm really excited because at this time I'm making this podcast, uh, I've just released a new book. Um, on drug interactions, and you can find that. Um, I'll put a link at meded101.com slash store, or you can find that on Amazon and as well. And that is the Clinician's Guide to Common Drug Interactions in Primary Care. If you, sure, if you search drug interactions, you, you should be able to, to find it there, but uh, the full title is... Um, Clinician's Guide to Common Drug Interactions in Primary Care. So uh, definitely uh, go check that out. I think you'll find that uh, a valuable resource. It's over uh, 200 plus pages of um, drug interaction goodness. So also be on the lookout for an Audible book for that, uh, as well as uh, a paperback copy is going to be available too. So uh, definitely take the time, uh, go check that out and, and support our sponsor there. All right, let's finish up with those drug interactions on atomoxetine. So first thing I think about, kind of discussed it a little bit already, CYP2D6. So bupropion, fluoxetine, paroxetine, those are kind of my classic go-to examples of drugs that inhibit CYP2D6. So those are ultimately going to increase atomoxetine concentrations. And what you're going to see in your patient potentially are an increased risk for adverse effects from atomoxetine as concentrations rise. Elevations in blood pressure, poor appetite, GI upset, uh, elevations in, in pulse, 
and, and things like that. Uh, other drug interactions that may have some varying significance, uh, QTC prolongation. So that's, you know, one thing that, that I think of if you happen to have a patient on multiple medications, um, you know, your amiodarones, your antipsychotics, your ondansetrons, things of, of those type of nature that can prolong the QT interval, adding atomoxetine onto that could potentially exacerbate that further. So we're going to, you know, definitely probably want an EKG and monitor uh, for that issue, obviously recognizing if patients are at high risk before they start the medication. But in a lot of cases, cases these are you know pediatrics, adolescent-type patients, and most likely they aren't going to be on many other uh, QT-prolonging drugs, typically. But it is something to think about, something to, to look out for there. Uh, other drug interactions, I think of additive effects. So elevations in pulse, elevations in blood pressure, if we've got uh, sympathomimetic type medications. So let's say you've got a patient with sinus problems and they're taking pseudoephedrine. That could raise blood pressure. Uh, Beta agonists, um, inhaled beta agonists, could potentially increase pulse, particularly if the patient's taking them uh, frequently or a lot. Um, Definitely think that atomoxetine... Uh, just like traditional stimulants, could have uh, that additive type effects. And then one last one I'm going to touch on, MAOIs are absolutely contraindicated with the use of atomoxetine. Um, so definitely uh, avoid those that class of medication with atomoxetine. So I think that's going to wrap it up for today. Uh, go to reallifepharmacology.com, snag your free 31-page PDF, uh, absolutely free, uh, top 200 drugs. I really highlight um, highly testable clinical pearls. So if you're taking a, a board exam or, pharma, or if you're in pharmacology classes or whatever you're doing, um, that's definitely a, a good review of things that you actually see out in clinical practice with those top 200 drugs. So simply for following, uh, getting weekly updates uh, to the, the podcast as when we've got a new episode, you can get that Uh, document absolutely for free. So go check that out at reallifepharmacology.com. If you want to connect with me, uh, feel free to to do so on LinkedIn as well as um, you can drop me an email at either website, meded101.com or reallifepharmacology.com. Hit the contact me button and it should uh, send an email directly to me. I try to reply uh, to every possible email that I get. So if you don't get a response in Oh, probably three to five days. Um, I I probably missed it or went to spam or junk or something. So uh, definitely don't hesitate to uh, reach out more than once. So again, LinkedIn, Eric Christensen, PharmD, BCPS, BCGP, or drop me an email at reallifepharmacology.com or meded101.com. Take care. Thanks for listening. Have a great rest of your day. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.